Top of the hour, two o'clock, live and local in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time for the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. Happy Nevada Day. Happy Friday in Nevada Day. Two great things to celebrate. I know. Today, today, Ash, it's action-packed. We've got a busy show. Um, we're in just a few minutes. We're going to have Commissioner Naft on from the Clark County Commission. And, of course, we've been following him and everything he's been doing, uh, talking about traffic safety and finding some practical solutions. So we're going to have him on. And then at the bottom of the hour, in studio, right here in our office in downtown Las Vegas. They let him in? They let John Curtis into the building. They will. We'll see. Hopefully they do. The resident food critic. Can't wait. Yes. So we're going to get picks for the weekend, uh, talk about restaurants. I have some feedback for him, too. (laughs) Okay, good. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, this show. All right. But first, can we do the Sammy on the spot quickly? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Of course. What are you what I, are we doing? So for Nevada Day, we're going to do a quick Sammy on the spot where I put you on the hot seat and get you to do a Nevada Day quiz. Two questions. You ready? Yes. Okay. What is Nevada's state bird? One, the bald eagle. Two, mountain bluebird. Three, robin. Four, red-winged blackbird. So wait a minute. Red-winged blackbird. Okay. It's not the bald eagle. What Might was be. my other, what was my second choice? Mountain bluebird. Mountain, bl- mountain, yes, mountain bluebird. I know, sounds pretty, right? Yeah. You're right. I'm right. Blind squirrel meets nut. All right. Every oh, day. Thanks for that. Um. <laughs> All right, second question. I actually think this one's tough. What is Nevada's state motto? One, all for one and one for all. Two, all for our country. Or three, freedom is not free. Okay, well, it's not the... Not the uh, Musketeers uh, slogan. So, Unfortunately, um, not. so I think I think it's well. It's not home for. I thought it was home for Nevada. Home means Nevada. I mean, yeah, I thought so too. But it's not. It's not. Uh, so it's got to be the all for country. Yeah, all for our country. Yeah, battle born. Yeah, I love it. I know the fact checkers might get me on the home means Nevada <laughs> though, but who knows? All, all right. right, not bad. Not bad. Okay, well, two did, for two. I did okay. I did okay. Fun fact Friday. Sammy on the spot. All in one. Beautiful. Well, we have joining us now someone that we deeply respect for everything that he's doing in the community, keeping us safe and being proactive, solving the problems of our roadways and keeping us somewhat safe. We have joining us now on the phone, Commissioner Naff from the Clark County Commission. Commissioner, welcome to the Sam and Ash Show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Well, it's a pleasure, and we're, we're grateful that today, Nevada Day, you're, you're able to take a little time away from everything and, and beyond with us. We, obviously, you know this, we uh, are huge advocates for the roads being a safer place for all of us. And one thing we, we, we noticed when the rash of exotic car rentals were going on, uh, and this is, you know, we had that, you know, that, that uh, Rolls-Royce SUV that crashed with the officers from out of town. One of them, one of them died, was ejected from the vehicle. Um, we had a couple other accidents all happen in a short period of time. And we, you know, we spoke to a number of the stakeholders that were involved at the time. And, and what I learned was that you were the one talking to them as well. And I, I want to know, because you then it was reported in the media that you were doing your part to see about coming to some, you know, reasonable new restrictions or new laws or rules that would help 
uh, alleviate this problem. I want to know if there's been any any progress with that or where, what your investigation has turned up. Well, first, let me thank you so much for, for dedicating so much of your program to this issue that I, I and so much of us care about uh, a lot. It's something that really, I believe, impacts everybody's quality of life here in southern Nevada. Everybody, whether you're a, a driver, a passenger, a vulnerable road user on your bicycle or walking, uh, whether you use public transit, everybody participates in, in our infrastructure and our roadways, and therefore everybody is impacted by it. And it's it, it sort of been almost a, a bad Bad joke for so long that you know we have a collection of drivers here that really create a, a hostile environment uh, for all of our road users. But it, it's not funny, and it, it happens to be true, and and that's why we've been working so hard to to get our head around it, to truly understand what the problem is, and to do something about it. You specifically bring up the issue of exotic rental cars. Uh, it, it would be easy to sort of write that off as just a niche industry and not you know a significant contributor, but uh, Tragically, 10% of our fatalities over the last 12 months have been a result of people driving rented exotic cars. So that's what really prompted uh, this issue to come to the forefront at the county. We had a couple, of course, high-profile ones. But anytime you have an opportunity to address 10% of any issue, that's significant and, and a reason why I wanted to tackle it. Uh, so we, uh, we've been working with all of our relevant departments, specifically it's business licensing and and others who uh, are impacted on on the have some impact and oversight over the industry uh, we've also been working with stakeholders to come to a common sense, rational approach to how we can make sure that when people are renting these vehicles, that they, they understand that they're powerful machines and they can be dangerous weapons. So some of the proposals that are on the table and will come back to the Board of County Commissioners in the next few weeks for consideration uh, are to uh, potentially look at the, the horsepower. Um, we found in our research that every single one of these incidents has been with a vehicle over 500 horsepower. Um, and and th that dramatically increases the, well, it's 100%, so it's, it's obviously increased the um, fatality rate, uh, but also presents an opportunity for us to do something about it. So we're looking at a variety of different um, techniques that can be implemented in these vehicles, everything from improved training. You don't just hand somebody the keys to this dangerous weapon in this machine and let them go go on their own. Uh, but do we also implore modern age technology that has been really useful in, uh, in, in other industries, things like dash cameras that can collect an enormous amount of data, but also make it uh, make the driver feel a little bit more on their toes uh, and, and other um, technology that can be implemented to uh, collect data, but also uh, potentially prevent these incidents from occurring. So everything's on the table. We're working with every department that has a stake in this uh, to make sure that the board has a, a serious uh, proposal to consider, uh, hopefully in short order. Yeah, I I like what you're what you're saying. I'm, I'm obviously we both Ash and I think that there's always a common sense way of, of of going about fixing a problem. That there's not you know not everything requires lots and lots of new rules and regulations. Right. But we had you know we had on this program our good friend. Um, uh, Crosta, Houston Crosta, who's the uh, owner of Exotic Car Rentals. Now, he's one of these guys that's doing it right. And what he told us is that these cars now, and it's, the tech is available, you can monitor the car in real time, have a device that cuts the ignition if there's excessive speed, and you can do that and monitor the vehicle 
in an automated way in real time. And, you know, I think some of these companies, at least this is what he's saying, some of these companies that aren't doing this, they're cutting corners, they don't have as many resources they're willing to give it. But as a consequence, you know, people are taking the cars out as soon as no one's looking, you know, they've got that 500, 600, 700 horsepower car, and they're going very fast and people are dying. What do you think of that of that device being something that is is maybe mandated for for these type of, of exotic rentals? I think that's absolutely appropriate for specifically this instance. I, I agree with you. I want to make sure that there's not an overreaction. But like I said at the top, when we're looking at 10% of fatalities attributable to of this very specific market, um, this might be a, a very uh, sensible approach to take. Houston does do it the, the right way uh, by implementing these technologies, I believe. Um, and he has, as you mentioned, has the technology and capacity to, uh, once somebody has safely pulled over, he can, he can terminate the engine um, if they're acting recklessly. And that's something I know that his operation has, has utilized and, and no doubt something that uh, could potentially be included in an ordinance uh, uh, from other op- to impose on other operators. Yeah, uh, Commissioner, I really hope, if you don't mind, to stay with us through the break. We just got to take a quick time out here for the to. station, but we'd love to have you and continue this. I know there's other uh, issues here on the roads. We all drive these roads. We all know. We've all seen the <laughs> lunacy on there. So we talked about 10% of the fatalities. Let's talk about the rest when we come back. We have Commissioner Naft from the Clark County Commission here on the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We'll be back right after this. All right, you found us. We're here. Sam and Ash on the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. Uh, News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We have Commissioner Naft with us, who's graciously held through the break. Commissioner, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, so in the last segment, we were talking about the exotic car rentals industry and how that's kind of involved in increasing fatalities in the area. But one other thing I know you're working on is pedestrian safety. What do you see as being the biggest issue or the focus on increasing safety for people that are walking on our roadways? Is it looking at design defects in roadways or changes in how roadways are being utilized today? Or is it really an education for drivers or pedestrians? Where, are you, where do you see the focus being in, in enhancing pedestrian safety. Well, no doubt there's a lot that we can do, and I think all of the above is the right answer. We talk about it in terms of the three E's, um, everything from the engineering on the front end uh, to the education component to the enforcement of how we uh, enforce the rules that are on the books are are the keys that we need to solve this problem or to reduce the incidents that are happening at such an alarming rate. Uh, So uh, on that front end of it, and, and really that's why the county, I believe, has such a strong role to play in this, because we do have the departments of comprehensive planning, public works, which are the ones that approve engineering and and designs and plans. Uh, We do have a role in education. And and then, of course, on the end, on the enforcement side, we fund the Metropolitan Police Department. uh, But we also own and operate the county's hospital, UMC, which is where so many of these trauma cases end up, as you both know. Uh, And tragically, we also pay for and run uh, the county coroner's office, where too many of these uh, 
incidents wind up uh, and people in our community wind up. So we have a tremendous role to play in, in every step of the way. Uh, that's why I, I advocated for and uh, received the support from my colleagues to create uh, what is one of the first in the nation the, uh, at the local level, a traffic safety office. Uh, and I really believe that because there are so many different elements of our roadways from the design through the enforcement that are controlled by Clark County, it's incumbent on us to have at least one person out of 11,000 plus employees in the county who is focused every single day on connecting the dots of traffic safety. So how can we engineer roads that uh, maybe aren't designed to move people at such high rates of speed, but rather to focus on safety first? How can we make sure that we're using uh, the, the medical experts and the engineering experts to educate and advocate for safer roadways in, in our community? Uh, and then of course, how can we work with our partners in law enforcement to make sure that the rules that are on the books are being appropriately enforced and are being uh, utilized to make sure that those uh, who in our community who are not uh, always focused on safety first uh, really learn to prioritize that? Yeah, I love that you mention engineering because <laughs> I I will tell you, and I've, you know, having litigated a number of road design cases, I, um, the mostly in California against Caltrans, uh, I will say this, that road design is very important. And, you know, one thing I, that happened, because I, I moved here this is a little over two years ago now, and I'm, I think of myself as a, as a decent driver. I'm alert. I pay attention. I found some of these roads, you know, on ramps, off ramps, different turns to be confusing, right? Very confusing as somebody that was new to town. So I, I've, I've, and I, and having a little bit of experience and I look at it and I think there's, I think that there are some roads that are poorly designed or confusing people and are, are creating, you know, tr traffic problems. That said, I, I don't think that's exclusively the problem. I think there's other factors here that we certainly have seen Ash and I, um, and, and I mean, there's, when I saw the video, you know, we, we, we had, it was an internet sensation. Of course, this last week we had that, that poor lady, as there is a report, literally a camera crew at, at a crosswalk, a marked crosswalk with a signal. And the, this, this giant truck almost wiped this poor woman out. And, and I, and, and there's, that's not a road design issue, right? That, that right there is just a driver who's not paying attention. Yeah, I think you're right. The problem is multifaceted, and that, that's good to point to that example because it, it was the video footage was truly incredible that it was captured. My friend Aaron Breen from UNLV was giving an interview, and uh, just over the corner of her shoulder, you see that woman crossing legally, pushing the button, waiting her turn, uh, waiting for the, the signalized traffic to uh, pedestrian traffic light to change, and then start to embark along that uh, crosswalk when that ginormous truck comes and uh, nearly takes her out and thank goodness people were there and called her attention to it and she was able to run and, and escape with her life. Um, but you know, I, I would point to some design faults with that road as well. You're talking about Boulder Highway, which is a area that we, a lot of people in our community have worked hard on uh, to correct recently. Uh, you've had some, the medians in that area are dipped down so when somebody, and some of this has been corrected, but when somebody is crossing and they get halfway it's very difficult for a driver to see them in the median uh, when the, when they're there. Uh, so by lifting those up so that you're improving the line of sight between the driver and the pedestrian is important. Um, and, and of course, as you say, 
it, so many times we see because we don't have a lot of um, uh, or as many pedestrians as you do in some urban cities, uh, drivers aren't as accustomed to it, and they don't expect necessarily pedestrians everywhere. Uh, but and uh, which is a contributing factor. But it really is why we have to remind everybody to slow down, pay a little bit more attention, take the extra three, four minutes it's going to take to where get where you're going, um, because this is something that happens and, and far too often, and it can happen to everybody, whether it's a vulnerable road user. User, like somebody who's not protected by uh, 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 um, thousands of pounds of uh, steel, um, or whether it's somebody in their car who's hit at 40 miles an hour and, and diminishing their chance of survival. Uh, everybody uh, is impacted and can be impacted. And then I'd, I'd also just point to, if I could, if you haven't been personally impacted by a, a serious injury, somebody you know or love uh, being in an injury wreck, uh, this has tremendous economic impacts. The financial cost of uh, traffic uh, accidents, uh, injury accidents, but also fatalities in our community is enormous. In Clark County alone, it's almost $1.5 billion statewide, almost $2 billion worth of economic impact that's damaged to property uh, and otherwise which we're all paying for. And that's through all those departments that I mentioned earlier. Uh, all of that costs a lot of money from the fire department to the police department to investigate to that property damage. So uh, if you don't have that, you know, if, you, if you're not slowing down because it's the right thing to do, slow down because it's the prudent thing to do for your pocketbook. Absolutely. I mean, anyone, I, when I moved here, the first thing I noticed was the premium payments for my car insurance skyrocketed. And, and at first I was like very confused as to why. And then I spent a week on the roadway every day and I was like, <laughs> I, I totally understand now. Um, it's, it's really is sad. I think Sam's absolutely right that some of it is engineering in the sense that, you know, there some off ramps and on ramps don't make natural sense or there's do not enters and you don't know which road it's actually applying to. We have a lot of those wrong way accidents here. And then there's also just an education factor. We have so many people that are moving here from somewhere else that has different uh, rules of the road. And then we have so many visitors and, and there's different expectations. And so I think we have a unique uh, issue and we have, a, it, as even though it's an issue that every community deals with. We have unique obstacles in the sense of, you know, having so many people that have moved here that are transplants and then also so many tourists coming in and onto our roadways every every day. And and for both of us, uh, Commissioner, you know, we love the city. You know this. We, we, we love our town. We love our community. We, we want it to be a welcoming place for tourists. You know, when it comes to the exotic rentals, we, we want people to come here and rent exotic cars and have a great time. We, we want visitors to spend money and and provide jobs to us and our neighbors and everybody but we we also want the community to be safe and we want us here to to maintain you know as best of a situation where you know your kids and my kids can cross the road go to the store from the house without you know us fearing that they're not going to come back and that i think is what's this really is all about and and also, Commissioner, you mentioned the cost. Uh, you're absolutely right. People don't understand, and a lot of people don't have never been impacted directly with a pedestrian accident, a car accident alone, or an injury claim of any sort. And Sam, that's what Sam and I deal with day in and day out. And actually, the costs are exponential and sometimes totally life-altering, and, and it can be tragic. So that's you're absolutely right. That's not only just the safe and smart thing to do, but it's prudent, too. 
Absolutely. And that that counts, too, for people who, you know, if you if you get out of an accident, nobody wants to be the one who who hurts somebody else. That's something you've got to live with the rest mm-hmm. of your life, Absolutely. you know, uh, as well. And nobody nobody wants that burden. Um so no. it, it is an important reminder to, to be safe, be careful, pay extra attention because uh, lives are on the line. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, com- uh, Commissioner, we're really grateful that you made time for us today. We hope you have a happy Nevada Day. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our community. We've noticed. We appreciate it. It means a ton to us, and I know it means a lot to everybody listening uh, because this is something, like you said, it's an uh, issue that eventually um, affects everyone. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us, and we're, we're grateful to have had you on the What's Right Show. Thank you so much. Happy Nevada Day. <laughs> you too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Up next, we have our good friend, John Curtis, here in studio to give us his recommendations for food and fun this weekend. Don't go anywhere. Don't turn that dial. We'll be back right after this. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. And here we are, bottom of the hour, Friday, observing Nevada Day. As we explained earlier, you're listening to the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM840 KXNT. And because it's Friday, because we're headed into a weekend, in fact, uh, for many of us, not me, not Ash, not you, John, but for many people out there, three-day weekend, uh, we thought uh, we've got to get into the restaurant's see what's going on places to go places to be john welcome to the program um thank you happy to be back hungry as usual (laughs) and by the way great to have you in our studio people don't believe that this show's live and local but it is we caught you literally (laughs) walking walking outside we pulled you in said they they literally kidnapped me yes they did (laughs) (laughs) ah beautiful um so at any rate Yeah, if you're just tuning in, we've got John Curtis here eating Las Vegas. He's got all the great food reviews in town. And so last week you gave us, what is it? What's the Burgundy French Bakery and Cafe? Isn't that great? Oh, Oh my my God. So So we went went. went on Saturday. Yeah, and it's... Fabulous. Yeah. Unreal. The, I even the actually walk into review. Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I so I went. I looked on the at all the photos. I lured me up to Summerlin. I went. I loved it. I had a great breakfast. And then I even got a little ham and cheese croissant to go for later in Magnifique. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. it's it's a little gem. I mean, it's like a little taste of France right here. And Florent Chaveau, the chef, used to is is a chocolate master. It's like some he has some designation as like a world champion guy with chocolate. And you know the French know their chocolate and they, they know do. their pastries. And that it, it's it's uh, crowded every weekend. And uh, I'm kind of glad it's not closer to my house because it would put same. five pounds on me if it was close. Yeah, same. As it is, it's about nine miles up the road. I'm I'm, I'm happy that it stays near Summerlin. It I was, agree. It's the only, like, not the bad thing, but the funny thing is it's right across from a Orange Theory gym, which if you don't know, that's one of the very kind of ag- aggressive gyms that people go to for intensive workouts. The, so when the, they grunt a lot. Yes, and yeah. like there that. we okay, were. Yeah, yeah. We, we were sitting on the patio. Picture this stuffing our faces with butter products and there were these people (laughs) grunting 
yeah. uh, on the other side of the parking lot yeah. working out. And it, and it, I was I was trying to decide which group was making the better life choice. Uh, and I think we settled on the fact that we were. We were. Yes, well, we you, you were certainly more comfortable than they So were. I can <laughs> confirm that review was top notch. So what do you have for us this week? Well, it's, uh, it's Halloween. Uh, there's not a lot of Halloween food out there. But I have kind of a place that might, some people might consider scary. Okay. And, and, uh, but it's, and it used to be a dive bar of dive bars. And it used to really be kind of a scary place called the Hard Hat Lounge on Ooh. Industrial. And we may have talked about it before here. I, I mean, I've talked about it so much lately that, uh, uh, it, 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 but it's, it, it's captivated me because it used to be a real toilet. I mean, you just didn't want to even <laughs> walk into this place, right? Where, well, they've cleaned it up, though, inside. And so it's like a it's like a renovated, cleaned-up dive bar that's not just a cool, groovy bar that has fantastic Detroit-style pizzas in it. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, there's a, this guy, personal pan pizzas they're they're about a foot square okay and uh they feed four they're they're kind of the doughy they call it detroit because they sort of have the the cheese crust that's caramelized on Mm -hmm. the outside of it so it's sort of a deep dish chicago style there with this cheesy crust and then he puts fresh tomato sauce real hot pepperoni but what i found (laughs) what i found recently there and a couple of my buddies are nuts about this. He does a Coney Island hot dog pizza. What? Now, if that isn't scary, I, I don't know what yeah, it is. I am terrible. a little bit. Yeah, that's it, Halloween it, it, thing. It, it's, 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 like, <laughs> it's like a pizza with a cheese crust, a thick doughy pizza in about one foot square pan that has hot dogs, chili, like Coney Island chili, and then grated, uh, grated cheese and onions on top. And believe it or not, it's great. You're putting your name to that? I'm putting my name to that. <laughs> Scary, I know, folks, okay. but give it a shot. I mean, I wouldn't take a family of four. I wouldn't take the Sam family there, okay? You're beautiful little children because it's still an adult bar. But I, you can actually sit outside. They have picnic tables outside. But I would go get that, those pizzas to go for anybody because oh, they're wow. really, really good. Yes. So hot dogs on a pizza with chilies. Um, I'm, I think I know where it is. I think it's only about two miles from UMC. Yes. So the good news is, you know, if go straight to the hospital, right, right, right. get the when, stint. When, you know, when the, when the explosive diarrhea happens, it should be close to your house. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You're listening to the What's Right show yeah, with yeah, Sam yeah, and Ash yeah. and on News Talk AM eight forty KXNT. But again, the Hard Hat Lounge not as scary as it used to be. Great pizza. It takes a while because they have these two artisan guys there yeah. who are rolling out the dough, making every pizza to order. So uh, call ahead if you can, or go and just have a drink at the bar and wait for your pizza. But you will not be disappointed. Great, they have great wings, garlic knots, that Ooh, kind of things too. I so, just had lunch and I'm now yeah, hungry yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, so it's thank a, you. It's something, something to uh, something to go for. And all the pizza nuts in, in town are, are crazy about this place. So wow, hard okay. hat lounge. Pro yeah. tip. Pro tip. On industrial. On industrial, like right across from like one of the cab companies there. Yeah. And not where, not, not where you would just sort of normally just wander in for a pizza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be wandering in that part of no, town. No, you shouldn't. It's a go in the daylight hours, folks. But I, I like it. And they, I watch football there with a buddy of mine. We have a great time. So I like, I like to give people sort of these lower brow options because people think I'm a food snob, which I am. But I mean, I, you know, I, I can, I can mingle with the hoi polloi too. I can. You go high, you go low. John. I go low. Yeah, exactly. That's why we love you. I don't have the ascot on all the time. <laughs> I can vouch for that today. Yeah. No ascot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Letting right. my 
splitting my, the, my okay, hairy so chest. We've got a pizza place on Industrial. Now, do you have another recommendation? Maybe Fremont or somewhere else? Okay. For, well, Fremont Street, uh, let me see. I, I've got to remember all the places I've been in the last week because I go to so or many. Chinatown even? Chinatown. Oh. There you go. Chinatown. Zhao Long Dumpling. Brand new spot in the old Harbor Palace. Now, talk about a scary spot. The Harbor Palace was on the side of the old Chinatown Mall, uh, the original Chinatown Mall that would opened in 1995, and it had a place called the Harbor Palace. For years, it was a good, decent Chinese restaurant, and then it sort of fell into disrepair, but it hung on for years, and I mm-hmm. ate there once like seven, eight years ago, and it was so terrible, I vowed never to go back. Well, they got they sold out to this new operation, mm-hmm. Xiao Long Dumplings. They renovated it, uh, ripped it down to the studs. It's a beautiful restaurant inside, a big one, and they do all these types of Shanghai dumplings and potstickers and uh, dumplings and potstickers like about 15 different ways. Oh my god! And, and it's easy parking. It's right there in Chinatown, and everybody, all the all the dumpling fans, you know, if people who don't know these Xiao Long dumplings, Xiao Long Bao are these dumplings, soup dumplings that have the little bits of soup inside the dumpling that you empty the soup into a soup spoon, sip it, and then eat the, the generally the pork or shrimp and pork dumplings. And they do them as well as anybody in town. Wow. So if you can't get into Din Tai Fung, this is a great yeah, option. Yeah, and just as good. I mean, yeah. Din Tai Fung is good, but it's a chain. I mean, there's like, yeah. there's like 85 Din Tai Fungs all yes. over the world, and they do a good job. But here's a local place owned by a local person. I love that. And uh, built out. It was. It's so nice inside. I thought at first it was some kind of Southern California or, or Taiwanese chain. And then I started talking to the management, and they said, no, we just, uh, uh, one of the owners uh, used to work on the strip, decided to take some of their savings and plow it into this thing and make Chinatown oh, that's uh, great. even tastier than it's always been. And, I mean, our Chinatown is having another renaissance right now. I agree. Yeah, there I mean, are it, more places coming in now than uh, ever before. Ever. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's always been good. I mean, it's good going back 25 years. And over time, 2008, 2010 was a, was a, re- a renovation of a lot of places. Now, it, this resurgence with all these new spots. I mean, Taiwanese, Cantonese, Thai, uh, Japanese. There seems to be a, some kind of Japanese or sushi restaurant opening up every other week. So uh, Chinatown is where it's at for bang for the buck. And that's okay. why And Sh- tasty food. Long Dumpling. Local. Now, it's spelled X-I-A-O, Long Dumplings. And uh, X-I-A-O, Long Dumplings. And I pulled it up here, John. I'm looking at these pictures and I'm salivating. Look at you all computer literate and everything. Look at that. Oh, my look gosh. At, Even the cartoon one looks yeah, delicious. Yeah, the car- and they have yeah. a big, that's a giant, that, that, that cartoon dumpling guy is about six and a half feet tall and everybody poses with it. Kind of, yeah. Every restaurant has to have this, this selfie thing. So it's kind of cute right there. Uh, take a family, take a crowd, go by yourself. It's well, great. I love it because I'm actually, I'm a big fan of Din yeah. Tai Fung, but yeah. I'd much rather support a, a local yeah. A local business owner and do and help them because that's just what's right. Yeah, that's and what it, we it, do. And you look at, for these dumplings. So for those who aren't in in, uh, in the know with these things for the first time, you look at how thin the dumpling wrappers mm-hmm. are, and and you know how meaty and and, and uh, the the fillings are, and the soup should be rich. And they they hit all the they hit all the uh, all the stations on the cross when it comes to dumplings. Yeah. Okay. So now a segue. Um, I appreciate this. So great. Um, I know that we've got. Rocky sitting here in studio, and I know that occasionally, not saying a lot of times, but occasionally, we'll have her come clean on this, Ash will bring Rocky into a restaurant. Now, I want to ask, I'm sure you have an opinion about this. When we come back, I want to ask you, John, your thoughts 
your uh, thoughts. Are you ready for this? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you yeah. are either. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> if you don't mind, we'll hold you through <laughs> okay. the break. All right, we'll come back. Um, and we'll wrap up the hour you're talking Earmuffs, about. Rocky. I'll try about, to be. Yeah, Rocky, you're not going to want to hear this. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 40 We'll be back uh, after this with John Curtis. Sam and Ash Injury Law. They care. They help. You win. Official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights, 702-820-1234 or SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Good afternoon. Yes, back behind the microphone. Sam and Ash, the What's Right show here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We have in studio right here in our beautiful downtown Las Vegas office, our good friend, John Curtis. And we just got two great recommendations for some spots to go this weekend for food. If you missed any portion of it, Ash, where do people go? Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even our website. You can find um, the podcast and, and hear it there. So the website is whatsrightshow.com. Also, the podcast, if you search for it directly, you have to search What's, What's, right, right, with- What's right Show with Sam and Ash. So I think you have to put the show in. But if you don't, I'm sure all roads lead to Rome. Well, most say. people are just glued to their radios every day at yep. 2 o'clock, right? Right. They should be. Well, you know what? We started the show. Funny you should say that. We started the show still fairly new. And I guess about maybe three weeks in, we went to a hockey game out in Henderson uh, for the Silver Knights. Actually, Orleans Arena, but the Henderson Silver Knights. And I know you're not a big sports buff. It's okay, John. It's fine. Uh, but we were out there, and everyone had, that we ran into was, was a fan of the show, was, had been listening, and was in, engaged in it and knew what we had talked about. It was very gratifying I, for people out there who are enjoying this content, believe it or not. And they love this segment, John, that we do every Friday with you. They really enjoy it and i think it's because one you are a fabulous guy two you know we get yeah that's what my ex-wives all say (laughs) (laughs) we all get we get in a rut of all these places we have five or six places that we go you know and and the weekend comes up and we think what are we going to do are we going to go someplace different and the answer is yes this is a weekend we go and do something different And, and so ash and i we actually took your advice last week we mentioned that earlier how we how we went to that burgundy cafe and it was uh, or the pastry shop it was fantastic so i have to ask you because i i know we get these disapproving looks from you (laughs) whenever rocky shows up now you you are a fan of rocky i understand that but all around i get the sense from you you're not a huge animal guy Especially not animals in restaurants. And that, that, so, that's the understatement of the century. And since you are really are the the resident uh, restaurant, no, 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 restaurant critic and 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 restaurant aficionado of the Sam and Ash program here, I'm wondering, you know, I want I want your input on this because Rocky, he not all the time, but he does oftentimes go out with Ash. Uh, and he, you know, is a big hit out and about. He's a gentleman about town, you could say. Yeah, so right down to the bow tie, which I, well, which he, we appreciate. He's got his bow tie on right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. He's a dapper fellow. He's a, well, let me get one thing straight here. I don't hate dogs. People think I'm a dog here. Dogs are just dumb animals. Okay. Oh, I mean, Rocky. Uh, uh, sorry, cover your Rocky. It's dog owners I can't stand. Okay, the animals themselves Wait, are fine. Do I have to leave the uh, room? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not all dogs, but it's not. You know, the animals. People go, "You hate the no." I, I'm nice to the animals. All cats, dogs, hummingbirds, you name it. I like them all. Elephants. Okay, but but it's the it's the arrogance of dog owners that I can't stand. 
And, and explain I, that. And what? I'm not accusing anybody in this room. I know I've seen Rocky at, at coffee and that, but you, well, uh, okay. Well, we we can start with the little gifts they leave all over the neighborhood. Okay, with Fair. Their that's rude. I agree. Okay. And, and believe me, that's not the dog's fault. That's the dog owner's fault. Agreed. And there's a lot of arrogant, filthy owners out there who just think whatever their little poochie boochie does is just fine, and it's not. Okay. Now, dogs are also not the cleanest animals in the whole world. Dogs uh, sniff. Other animals' rear ends lick their own and eat feces, okay? And then, but people like to put them up to their faces and take them into places of eating establishments where people eat. Uh, I think there's lines here that need to be respected. I, I fully respect Rocky's desire to sniff another dog's ass. He would or, never. Or lick his own, okay? <laughs> or eat whatever he finds on the ground. But but I don't I don't want that type of creature next to me in a, in an eating establishment, especially a nice one. I mean, when we all come together for coffee and whatnot. But I mean, and there's dogs and there's dogs. I mean, you guys know this, and I'll I'll shut up in two yeah. seconds. Uh, he sits on your lap and he's very quiet. I've been in, I've been going to France for 30 years. I mean, people I saw it back then 30 years ago. There's really well-behaved little animals that come in. And they just sit down, and they're there with their owners. My niece has a, a, a giant Spanish water dog, okay, mm-hmm. big, much bigger than him. And I've been in restaurants with him in Germany. He just comes in, sits down, sleeps. You don't even know he's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what, then, then for every one of those, you're in a place like Publicus or in a pizza parlor. Somebody has to come in with their dog. It's always a millennial who basically is using the dog as a, as a, as a fashion accessory. Mm-hmm. The dog starts snarling at people or barking. I mean... What? Why? Well, this is what I'm going to turn around to you too. Why do you need to have your animal with you at all times? I don't understand that. Oh. He needs a break from you, and you probably need a break from him. We do. Can we have a therapy session right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me end well, of rant. Well, end of rant. Well, let me let me say, I'm glad you brought up Europe because before I ever had dogs, I remember being in nice hotels. For example, I remember vividly. I was one time in the Hotel Sacher in, in um, Salzburg in Austria. Having a tort, no doubt, right? Having a schnitzel. And uh, a Sacher uh, tort. And a, and a Sacher tort, which yeah, they yeah. are famous for, yes. Um, it's a kind of a dry chocolate cake with a little bit of jam in it. Delicious. Yeah. And, and there was a guy in there with a little white dog, and it, it, would just, it came in off leash, sat by his feet the entire time, uh. And it was the most civilized thing. You didn't even ever. know it was there. Yeah. Didn't know it was there. And you know, both my—I was there with my father. We were both looking down, looking over at this this dog. And go, this is a well-behaved dog. Yeah. And the answer to that, why that dog is well-behaved, is because that dog does that every day. Right. And I, you know, so I think you know, you have to, you have to either socialize. They're like dogs are like kids, and you call them dumb animals. Some of them are dumb. Some of them are more dumb than others, but. You know, you, you know, I, 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 uh, the same can be said for children, right? I, I have heard many people, many, not, I'm not calling you snobby now, but well, many, no, go ahead. I, many snobby, <laughs> many snobby adults say, what are these kids doing in this restaurant? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and my answer to it is if I don't take my kids to this restaurant when they're six, they won't know how to act when they're 16 and I've always been someone who has not necessarily taken my dogs out to eat because I have two small dogs and that's a handful plus three kids. I I can't do that. I have some 
mental health needs in my life, but but I take my kids out because I intend to turn them into into functioning adults at restaurants. Now, if you're I'm gonna stick up for Asher. She's my partner, and I, you know, I look out for her here. And Rocky too. He's our mascot. If if she's gonna take him out to a restaurant once, you know that you know you have to make a regular habit of it to train the dog and to to sit under the table. And he is very well behaved at going out well, that's because true. she does it regularly. Can I call out a celebrity in town? Paulie Shore comes to uh, public us. I've seen him there twice with the most ill-behaved dog you've ever seen, who was like jumping off the leash, barking at thing, people. He's grabbing the dog. Like, what is the effing point of this, okay? I agree with you. That's I mean, not I mean, okay. Yeah. Why yeah. do you need, this is what I ask, are, I always say to dog owners, aren't you busy enough? Don't you have enough to do? I mean, it's not like you have kids. I, I get it. And, and again, dogs are fine. Rocky's well-behaved. But for every great dog I've seen in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a restaurant, I've seen a few it's probably one to one. There's always a good yeah. one. There's usually a bad one. Like all things, you've got to you got to assess where you're going and do the right thing. And I don't take him to every restaurant I go to. I you know Cipriani's. That dog is never going into Cipriani's. He's just not. That's not what I will do with him. But will he go into the coffee shop next door to my office? Sure. Will he go into some of the local restaurants? Absolutely. Um, but I I'm very cautious about that. I know that it's not my restaurant. A lot of other people are trying to enjoy their meals too, and so I. You, that's the critical thing. You can't bring your dog into it if they're going to be a disruption and hinder other people's experience. So young, I agree. Young, young animals too, or like like when I've seen Paulie Shore, not to call him, I don't, I don't know Paulie. He might be a great guy for all I know, but his dog is is ill behaved because it's young and it's aggressive and not aggressive. And I didn't feel like it was good. But you see these animals that obviously are out of their element there, and it's just it's not right. John, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure we're gonna hear from people about this and i love it that's what it is um because that's what's right we gotta we gotta hear different opinions and 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 uh, not always agree but i actually think we ultimately agree on this all right another great show in the bag thanks for listening happy nevada day it's what's right with sam and ash on news talk am 840 kxnt